Hello, you are listening to CITR Radio 101.9 FM, broadcasting from unceded Musqueam Territory in Vancouver. This is the Art Support with your host, Ileana, and our beautiful correspondent. Oh, hi guys, I'm Lula. <laughs> I'm back, I'm here, I swear. Um, yeah, it was nice to see you guys again. It's Wednesday already, I'm like done with school. I'm like done tired. <laughs> I'm getting that mood where like, mm, no thanks. Um, yeah, so this kind of episode we're going to do, we're going to just start off the episode strong with some reviews, and oh boy, do we have a lot of reviews. Indeed. Um, last week, right after the show, we went to see the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime, like we told you guys um, how what we were expecting, and it was not, <laughs> okay, so much better than many of my our expectations, but at the same time, not as out there as we were thinking. So I, I'm i sure you guys were hearing that I wasn't uh, ready for an intense play, that I was like, I kind of want to step back from that. I already saw like an uh-huh. intense one. Totally, nope, nope. This was an in, kind of an intense play, like dealing with some really intense moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good. A lot of the actors did like a really good job with like kind of portraying the emotions mm-hmm. of the characters and really just hounding that kind of um, those like intense moments where you have like characters like just uh, it's it's hard to explain but um, just a heads up for people who don't know what the uh, show is about it is about this uh, boy his name is Christopher, Christopher Boone yeah, Christopher Boone um, he I think he has autism he, he the characterization is um is t- very close to autism or some other form of um i i'm sorry i don't know the correct terminology yeah but it's like it's it's something where like you obviously he has these little quirks and he doesn't clearly communicate and he has um I would say even OCD tendencies where he has to follow things in specific order and like he repeats a lot of steps to ensure that he is doing them right. Um, There's a lot of regularity to his life and the fact that he goes out of that regularity is like the big point in the play. Yeah, and what I thought was really kind of cool about uh, this play and at least with like the productions they did uh, they showed, um, they have, like, a huge kind of screen in the background with, like, two other screens where you're, like, is that, like, s- like a neutron? Is it, like, a brain? Like, what is this? Is uh, a planet? It, <laughs> is it a planet? Um, well, you're just kind of staring at it, and it's actually, like, um, in itself, it kind of shows what the main character is thinking and kind of his emotions as well. Um, like, whenever he gets touched, he, it just, like, kind of explodes i remember just like just like there's lighting control and so you kind of get like a deeper understanding of what this character is going through um so that was like a really cool uh thing to kind of see that this this play is going to be shown in his perspective and it definitely kind of put you into his perspective closer i thought yeah yeah completely and um you so the 
beginning of the play is basically um i'll try my best not to give out spoilers yeah no it's, <laughs> it's a really good it's play. a really good play so and you if definitely. you haven't read the movie the book because it is based off a book and even if you have read the book you should probably watch it like you won't regret it it is and it was an amazing production um the actors were absolutely stunning in their work um and everything felt so grounded at the same time so basically um his neighbor, Christopher's neighbor's dog is killed. Um, and that's the first scene in the entire play. We see the dead dog, who, which is not a real dog. I will just point that out. Not dead dog, not real dog. Um, the dead fluffy dog. I mean, it's not a real dog. But, um, and he's just standing there looking at it. And then he goes um, into this idea that I need to find whoever did this to my friend the dog because Christopher really likes dogs and like and really like that dog and really like petting him and through that we learn that he goes to a special school that he's really good at math we learn all these little details about his life we learn that his mother died um from some mysterious illness that his father doesn't go fully into explaining and as he starts questioning people around the neighborhood he discovers some truth, not necessarily regarding the dog, but about himself and his life and his family. And why is he in the situation he is now with his father and whatnot. So it's a very basic initial idea that kind of like from that initial point spins out. It's I think it, like it feels very much like a like a tornado um, where it's like it starts from this one single point and you kind of spin out of control and you're like, oh, my God, where is this going to go? I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. And it kind of like starts calming down. And there's like this one very still moment. And then it's like start things start coming down and it's like, OK, you got to we're going to sort this out slowly. Yeah. yeah. So that was very intense. Yeah, it's. it's <laughs> It, it did have its, like, kind of funny moments, though. Yeah, it had a lot of funny moments. It had a lot of funny moments, but, like, just the overall theme was kind of intense. But it's super good, and um, and it's playing until... At the Stanley? Yes, of course, at the Stanley um, Theater. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. And it's playing till October the 7th. So if you really want to go check it out, I would definitely recommend it. It's a really good play, um, and it... It, it tells a very interesting story, and I think you'll enjoy it. I enjoyed it. And um, there is, like, a bonus little thing in oh, the yeah. end that you should totally stay for. Stay for the bonus. Trust <laughs> me. We did. We, we were, like, because they mentioned the bonus in the middle of the play, and they're like, okay, we're going to do this. Um, and we're like, yes, we have to stay. We have, we have to, to watch stay. this. Um, so... Just in case people didn't know, the Fringe Festival has ended uh, last, like, weekend, or I guess, yeah, last yeah, weekend, the uh, Sunday it um, ended, but I was able to see, I was able to kind of pack my last week, just with a filled with as many uh, plays and shows that I could, and I'm just going to kind of give you some reviews on them, because uh, some of them I really liked a lot. Uh, one of the plays, uh, well, not it wasn't a play, it was like a comedy sh- improv show. It was called Dick Spacey. <laughs> uh, it was a spy, a spy-fi uh, 
improv show. I, I went into the show and I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm expecting. I'm expecting kind of like just like a regular radio show. And it wasn't until later on that I was like, oh, oh, they're doing this all improv style. <laughs> this is like totally different than what I thought. It was a really cool show. Um, you're like kind of really close to like the radio stage. Um, and it was like... I'm a huge fan of those kind of noir-styled, uh, like, radio show-centered uh, or formatted um, play, uh, improv shows. They're just, like, scripts. And I th- I had, like, such a great time. They were all super cool. And what I really like about radio shows is, like, when you see a radio show, like, live, which I would highly recommend doing. <laughs> come here, guys. Join, uh, come come, here. Uh, join well, the not, Arts Report. Well, maybe not. We have... Uh, <laughs> That I don't know if I could handle that many uh, faces staring at me. Well, um, you don't have to watch it. It can join us. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, join. <laughs> Here's a little shout out shout for out. ourselves. Shout out for ourselves. Hey, if you guys are looking for a club to join, join yeah. the CITR and then you can join the art support. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah, we want people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. W- like radio shows what they do with a lot of like really cool um sound effects because you want to show how people are like walking or how like they're sipping water stuff like that when they're doing those actions because you can't really see it they'll they'll do it like right in front of you and it's so cool because you're just like how is this how are they going to make the sound effect and it's like i enjoy that a lot i like seeing how they do the sound effects and they're always like really funny uh there was like one part where the guy was like pouring like whiskey and they had like one cup for like these like fake ice cubes that they could roll around and then they had like a, a jug of water and like a glass just one glass and the girl was like yes yes keep pouring and it was like almost spilled to the very top i'm like oh my god when they're gonna stop is it gonna like spill over how is this gonna work uh but thankfully it didn't i was like oh thank god uh but it, it's it's always like a really cool thing to sh- uh, see and um I'm hoping I asked them afterwards. I was like, "Are you guys doing a podcast?" Because <laughs> I would love to watch your po- uh, listen to your podcast. So apparently, they've gotten a lot of uh, notes about getting into the podcast scene, and hopefully, they will do so. Um, just a heads up that we are definitely getting an eye out on a uh, Dick Spacey, uh, the <laughs> improv <laughs> noir show. <laughs> show. Um, I also went to go see the Cock Whisperer. Um, oh, that one sounded like really yeah, good. Yeah, it was actually really funny. Uh, the first would already like made me kind of love it already. We got the pamphlet, and on the back of the pamphlet was a piece of gum that we could eat. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, no, no, no. I thought it was like, like someone left a piece no, of gum there, that, like, and I was like, that that's not nice. That would made my experience. <laughs> it was like a, a piece of gum that you could chew. And she was, and at the very, like, kind of one of the formats was like, and if you're lucky, you'll be able to see what we do it with them afterwards. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what that's, what's that going to be? But I was, I, I enjoyed that already. I was like, oh, yay, I have a, I have a gum for myself. I'm very excited. Um, I don't know. Free stuff just makes me happy. Yeah, free stuff um, always makes me happy. This was a, a comedy show uh, that was um, done by this lovely lady. Uh, it was really funny, um, but it also... Um, what I didn't like about it is that, uh, they kind of, in the show, it deals with, like, um, it deals with, uh, kind of a, uh, abuse story, mm-hmm. uh, or at least the, uh, physical and emotional abuse she had with, uh, an ex-husband of hers, 
Um, so that got really intense at the very end of that and just like going into that relationship and I don't know if they I I didn't get a warning for that and I I another intense thing you weren't ready for another intense thing I was <laughs> yeah I was like I'm going through why all can't of people these. just do like chill funny vibey well, uh, well, uh, like I don't want to like say no to those stories um and this this but was it's like just take a break yeah it was by uh Colette Kendall um, it was a really good story, um, but I, I kind of wish there was um, some, like, at least, like, a heads up that this was going to, like, touch on those themes, because I was like, oh, wow, this is great. I'm glad I was laughing, and now I'm in this very depressing situation. Um, but, I mean, other than that, the Colette is just, she's so charming. Like, she's just a really charming individual, like... Some of the jokes, I was like, I don't really get them. But the, she herself was just so funny and just, like, so charmingly amazing. That I was just <laughs> like, I will laugh anyway because I enjoy <laughs> having you here. So that was a really good one. Um, I don't know if it's playing anymore since the fringe is closed. But it's definitely, you should definitely check Colette Kendall out. And maybe if she is um, still here and doing it, you can definitely go check out the cock whisperer a love story it's really funny and it very much touched a lot because it was uh she's american i believe um and it touched up a lot on kind of like politics not politics but like american health classes oh no 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 she's not she's not from sorry i was wrong i was just i just was hoping she was um it was i was like she's me um she's from ontario sorry Sorry, Colette. I'm sorry. I did. I like looking at her page right now, and it says O.N. I'm like, I have no idea what O.N. is. So I guess it's just America, because <laughs> I'm an American, and everything is about me. <laughs> um, so I went to go see that. It was really good. Um, another show I went to go see, which was really fun, um, was called The Bri- The Brief History of Beer. Oh, that sounds like something it you'd was- like. <laughs> As people don't know on the show, I am really a big, huge fan of beer. Um, and the um, the show very much incentivized us to have, like, a nice beer with us. And Ooh, we enjoyed nice. that. Um, and it was just, like, a really cool kind of interesting dive into the history of beer. Because there was a lot of things I didn't know about it. Like? Like, Tell one of the things was that, like, you know how the whole, like, like, witches are like the ones with the hats and like the broomsticks and the cats uh well actually those kind of um those like stereotypes of what witches look like is actually from uh women who were brewers because they were um women were were making special drinks (laughs) (laughs) those special drinks but they were like kind of the main force at least from what i remember uh watching for this the main force of brewing beer they, it was, like, centered, like, women did that. Like, they were a huge majority of women doing, b- making beer. And the um, the brooms were hung up off their uh, houses or anything to, like, to tell people that they were brewers so that they can come into the, the house or the place establishment that they uh, were in and they could give beer to, uh, or sell it at least. Uh, the cats were kept um, near the property as they chased away rats. And then the hats, those kind of pointed hats, uh, when the women went to like any festival or anything like that or any marketplace, they would wear these hats 
um, to kind of signal to people that they were um, uh, individuals who sold beer so that people, when they're like, I want to get beer, yeah, they could just get look drunk. at the hats and be able to spot like, them in the crowd. So it was a really interesting. Like, you see that point? That that's point, where that's where I'm going to go. <laughs> so that was really, really cool. And it was like, a they were... They were American. I'm okay. going to say they were American. It was uh, a really good show. I think um, it, it wasn't my favorite, but it was like definitely <laughs> like a top. Like I would want to go see this uh, with friends because uh, I went to go see it by myself, <laughs> like, which was still good. Uh, but it was just like also it was like. I want to laugh with someone, not by myself. I want someone to come with me next time, please. But that was really, really good. I had a a really good time just, like, learning and, like, the two uh, people doing it. I'm trying to look up their names right now because I'm a terrible, terrible um, person uh, that doesn't remember names because I'm terrible. Um, Were really good into making it like a lot more um, interactive with the crowd. So it was done by Trish Perry and William Glenn. Um, and it was just so much fun. It was really good. I enjoyed a lot of it. Is it like a comedy style show or is it? Kind of. It was kind of comedy. Cause like, uh, but like it was a m- lecture style. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of comedy, but it was definitely not lecture style. It was just like a really kind of fun uh, thing where it's like the sh- we were like on a shift that was powered by beer oh, okay. and we had to drink sometimes to make sure that the the, the <laughs> ship was like stable or something uh, and then we would just go to different places trying to find like the beer of our dreams or something like that. Ooh, it was really cool. cool and really interesting and it kind of made me understand a little bit more about the kind of history of it of beer and also like what beer it is what beer companies and beer is now in the scene so in like present day so that was really cool um and then uh i have one more review but we have to do an ad in psa sadly wait before we do that i have one question what happened to the gum oh yeah (laughs) so for the gum for the cock whisper uh one of the lucky members of the uh crowd had to spit out their gum and she put it um, cause she was showing how sex ed back, um, back in the day was like really bad. Like how, how for women, it was like the Y shape for the vagina, <laughs> where it's just like, it doesn't show anything. It doesn't show like the clit or anything like that. And you're just like, that's uh, excuse bad. me. That's not how women, that's, that's not how it works. Uh, and so she put like the, uh, the piece of gum where the like clit would be. And she's like, see, it isn't that hard. You could just do that. Like, it's not hard guys. Just put a gum. You just put a gum. And I was like, I am in love with this show. <laughs> it was super good. Um, so yeah, we have kind of one more review I'm going to be talking about later. Um, but, uh, before that, we're going to do some ad and PSAs, uh, and then we'll c- be coming right on back. I know you're going to miss us. Uh, as <laughs> I, like, sweet. Um, yeah. Talk to you guys later. Are you starting fresh this year and looking for new, exciting activities to do with friends on campus? Did you watch theater in high school and now miss it? Feeling overwhelmed and need a break? 
Come and escape to another world through thrilling live performance right on campus. Celebrate with us the 60th anniversary of UBC Theater and Films 2018-19 season. <laughs> Still need more convincing? It's only 11.50 for UBC students with your card. And bring your ticket into Kerner's after the show to get 10% off your food. Check out theaterfilm.ubc.ca today. So I'm not going to be able, uh, well, I'm not going to be able, uh, I'm going to do my review kind of at the end. We have a kind of a special interviews uh, by Jay Clark. And so we're going to start playing those right now. Uh, but then after that words, I'll be able to do our kind of uh, review on after some ads and PSAs again. Um, and then we'll get right into it. So yeah, see you guys. I'll talk to you guys in a few minutes. Bye. You're listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam Territory. Come on! Campus. And this is the, we're going to maybe call it the Derailed Podcast, and I'm your host, Jake Clark, and I am joined here today by Alan Franey, the Director of International Programming for the Vancouver International Film Festival. Alan, how are you doing? VIP is upon us rather soon. It starts on the 25th, and there's quite an array of docs coming in from across the world. And I'm particularly interested in some of the selections in the music, art, and design category. And there's two things I want to touch on with that. The first is Maria Callas and MIA are the subject of two of the documentaries, and it's all. there's also some features devoted to Orson Welles. And I was wondering if there is a thread in this documentary series of these outsized personalities, and if you want to touch on that a little bit. Well, they certainly both are outsized personalities, and they're, well, they're wonderful films that get into their private experience in ways that are a bit of a revelation for even their biggest fans. So, for example, Maria Baikalis, she was, for those who aren't opera fans or maybe too young, they may not realize that Maria Callas was the biggest musical star of her era in the 60s. And she's a, a New Yorker, although she spent a lot of time in Europe and was married to a Greek and, of course, uh, well-known in Italy. But the interesting thing is she was really preyed upon by the paparazzi. And the, the word paparazzi was kind of invented in those times because of phenomena like Maria Callas. And the world's not always kind. So, for example, she got involved in an extramarital affair and became a big scandal. And this film takes a really nice approach and allows her to be the only voice. So because she was photographed so much, there's all this fabulous old footage, and then there's her letters. So the film is like time traveling back to that era and just hearing her describe her own experience. The MIA film is a, a deep back history 
I didn't know that her father was so important in the Tamil Tiger in Sri Lanka with the civil war there and the revolutionary rebel army, the Tamils. So she grew up in a highly controversial and politicized environment. And then she took that sort of very provocative, fist-in-the-air stance in a lot of her music. But to see this documentary about her is really, really fascinating. And it reminds you of her event at the Super Bowl when Madonna invited her to perform and she gave the finger and then middle America, right-wing America. Probably did not take it very well. <laughs> it's like <laughs> It was a, a big deal. And a lot of like Fox News and so on talking. She became a scandal. So the, those two women are very strong women, very talented, who really got a lot of controversy and people a lot of people turned against them, so it's nice to hear their side of the story. Because I remember the Super Bowl thing vaguely. I remember, like, Paper Planes was one of those songs that I remember really well from a certain point in my age. Like, I actually know Maria Callas through Freddie Mercury from Queen, because they did a duet together. But I oh, right. I remember, like, the, the MIA thing happened, and I remember thinking about that. That's something that really has a lot of credence, in the, especially in the media climate we're at now. And, Absolutely. And, you know, it's nice to see documentaries about great female artists, and I think that's right for the time. So it's good that these films, two films, will be made the same year. We have other films that are dealing with uh, a range of people, like Carmine Street Guitars, which is about a, a very treasured guitar shop where the proprietor makes guitars from, from wood, salvaged from New York buildings, and his customers are... Jim Jarmusch, like, right? The... Oh, stellar. Uh, Charlie Sexton, Nels Klein, Eleanor Friedberger. There's a whole list of some of the greatest guitarists in the world all buy their guitars there, and they... They drop in. It's a very nice, relaxed film. They drop in and perform a number for them. Sort of like coffee and cigarettes. Uh, not, not coffee and cigarettes. The um, smoke, sort of. Well, yeah, Jim Jarmusch that, was that, in that, that too. That, that's that, right. That was fiction. And Madonna was in that one, too, come to think of it. Uh, yeah. Weird. And it's also got a bit of, you know, like so many of these great uh, sites, like tiny desk concerts, that, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. It's got a bit of that feel, but the production standards are really, really great. W with that, I, um, I kind of have a second quandary, not, not so much regarding that specific documentary, but uh, on another theme which I kind of saw, which was the commercialization of art and the way that is being handled now. And that, particularly with The Price of Everything, which, as I'm given to understand, concerns the New York uh, art world, and with The Man Who Stole Banksy, which is about a Palestinian cab driver, is it, who literally cuts a Banksy out of a wall to sell it on eBay. And that's where that starts, and then it goes beyond it to a lot of other people who are, in fact, modifying street art. There's a third one, The Proposal, which is an amazing film about the Swiss foundation Vitri, who are one of the most high-end furniture stores, design stores in the world. And the woman bought a big part of the archive of the most famous and revered Mexican architect, Luis Barragan, and then has held on to it and not allowed anyone to use it. So uh, an artist, again, another New Yorker, Jill Majid, she does this really amazing intervention. I, I can't give it all away, but basically she finds a way to intervene and try to get this other woman in Switzerland to make this work accessible again. So those three films, The Price of Everything, which is about the art world 
world in general and how crazy the prices are now where billionaires are buying art because of investment, perhaps more than for a love of the art itself, and how, how that's really screwing up the art world for a lot of people. So those three films are pretty fascinating and in-depth looks at this phenomenon. Do you think that this phenomenon on the whole is a, a newer trend or is the product of a more systematic issue in the art world? Well, I think, of course, we've always had collectors and dealers and artists have had to be concerned about making a living and they are working in the realm, generally speaking, of status status object, but there's a line that we seem to have crossed where money is involved in a way that isn't necessarily connected with the virtue and integrity and value and meaning of the artwork. And so when you have Banksy or other street artists being commodified in that way, it, it sort of forces artists to be uh, more careful about how they're represented and... To become a brand. Exactly. The world is going crazy in this respect. So I think these three films, even if you're in the art market or studying economics or social theory or whatever, these films are really new twists that make the jaw drop. They're pretty amazing. If, you, if it's one film you got to see at VIF this year, which one is it? Well, since we're talking about music, I want to mention a, a film that I just love called United Skates. This was a film I saw in Tribeca, and it, it was a film about roller skating rinks. So at least that's what I thought going in. And it is that, but it's so much richer than that because really it's about two things. It's about black culture in the States and how much amazing music and dance and style has come out of African-Americans' experience over decades with roller skating rinks. It was their time to come together as a community to be really creative. And it's amazing how many famous people started in the roller skating rink scene for African-Americans. I had no idea of this. And then the other thing is more broadly about how we're losing places, not just roller skating rinks, but places to dance community halls. It even extends to bookstores and movie theaters because it's yeah. about the real estate market, about gentrification, and about a, the loss of a lot of these great cultural places and um, events that used to be part and parcel of the quality of life for people and now are being threatened. Which I suppose is true in many ways of the art as well. There's still wonderful work being made and there's still many, many artists of integrity and people finding ways to be creative, but these films make us kind of wake up and realize what we may be losing, and hopefully we can be inspired to do something about it. Well, let's hope. So if you can, check out United Skates at VIF starting September 25th. Check out the website for specific theaters, ticket information. Alan, it was terrific to have yeah, you. and a pleasure. We wish you a good time at the coming show. All the best. Bye-bye. That was our interview with Alan Franey about some of the excellent features in the VIF lineup this year. And our next interview, as this is a doubleheader for Derailed, is with Bruce Sweeney, the man responsible for one of those features, and that is Kingsway. It looks like a terrific film, and if you want to hear more about it, just keep on listening. You're listening to The Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting from the unceded Musqueam territory of UBC's Point Grey campus. You probably already knew that. In any case, this is Derailed, where we do interviews with assorted personages who have various things going on in this fine city. And today, I am joined by Bruce Sweeney, filmmaker, currently responsible for 
the film Kingsway, which is horror up Tiff, right? That's right. I, I've seen the trailer for it. I haven't seen the full movie, but it's got a, a very interesting and very Vancouver concept to it. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, it's called Kingsway, and, you know, it's a comedy, it's a romance, it's a drama. I had those three balls, and I just kind of wove a narrative out from that. I kind of got the characters first, which is a little unusual for me to have the characters first. But writing, if you know anything about writing, it's excruciating. Oh, yeah. It's torturous. You just want to shoot yourself in the face, like, every day. Really? But instead of having, you know, this time I thought I'd create the characters, right? Create the characters. And then get the story after. So if the story sucks, you say, well, listen, I did a backstory for these characters. I know who these people are. Let's keep the characters, get a story that fits with comedy, with romance, with drama. And that's how it played out. And who are these characters? They're a single parent family. That was kind of important for me just because I didn't want to have it. The film bogged down by like a bad dad or something like that. And I thought it's something that I see a lot, single parent families. And I felt that um, these characters, you know, they say what's on their mind. It's not like, you know, a pinter play, which is like cordial on the surface and the subtext is nasty. They're like nasty on the surface and nasty in the subtext. It's not elliptical. It's... As a film, it's not elliptical. Why would you say that? Well, it's the Pinter play, right? It's every all the meanings in the ellipses. Oh, I see. And then I thought you meant in terms of form, like a kind of elliptical edi- editing or something. like oh, that. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. Okay, uh, but it's 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 not like that. There's no shots of anybody running through a museum. Correct. Okay, we have that clarified. <laughs> I think I maybe ran on a bit in that first one. Uh, no, no, don't don't worry about it. That this is my attempt to keep on track with anything gotcha. is a apparently epic struggle <laughs> well that's the advantage of pre-recording these no but i just wanted the sense that this family is really really direct with each other i mean most of their conversations start with like what like what happened what are you doing like right. you're gonna say what you're gonna say that to me and they usually end with someone saying i'm not doing this it's cut and chase kind of scenes instead of having a lot of surface play where you actually you don't betray your inner emotions they just constantly betray their inner emotions because they run close to the surface if that makes sense am i making sense yeah like there's this sort of raw nerve quality to it yeah it seems like a very confrontational moment in these characters lives because the plot of it if i'm if i'm given to understand it is based around infidelity which of which this family is aware Yes, it's basically the situation as if, you know, you're in your family, someone in your circle, there's like this suspected infidelity and everyone kind of chimes in on what should happen, what should do, what's going on. And there's some probing going on of, you know, what is going on. And uh, one of the things that I really singled out is that you describe the main character as an academic guy who's married to this woman who's got some oomph. Yeah, I, it was important for me. I don't know if it totally plays out in the film, but it was important for me that he's a semiotics professor. So semiotics, very dry, very academic. But that in his personal life, in the social sphere, he doesn't pick up the signs. He can uh. de- <laughs> deconstruct the nature of a sign in a very academic way, but he doesn't. You know, there are some people that just... You know, if, if someone is hitting on them, they don't get it. Yes. Right? Yes, I he do. He is that guy. He is that guy. Uh, that, that, that's like an Umberto Eco joke. Yeah. As, as this sort of academic character, is he kind of the foil to these more savvy characters? Yeah, he's in a real struggle in the sense that in his family, he's got a uh, dominant mother and he's got a dominant alpha blue-collar sister, an older sister, too. So hmm. he is like 
kind of powerless in their family and yet he's despite his success out of the household when he gets back into the family it's like oh okay so you guys just trample all over me that's how it works huh and this is a metaphor for the construction of the Kingsway. That, that's, that's what this is, right? <laughs> well, the thing is, we, we pick Kingsway because... It, you know, it's that, all bendy that. and it doesn't make sense and everyone's angry. Yes. So it's a metaphor for a relationships <laughs> in that you think you're going one way, you end up going another, right? Yep. So there's that. But it's also, there's an affair that takes place at the 2400 Motel. Everyone knows that motel, right? So yeah. as soon as it goes around that, oh, what motel? Oh, the 2400 Motel. Oh, those cabins out way out in Kingsway right and it's part of the lore of Vancouver that sort of hotel now because this character is a semiotician and because the 2400 motel is at least in in Vancouver like this well-known like there's a lot of associations with it does that play into it is it sort of a semiotic reading there not really I don't think the semiotics plays out in the film really I try to keep it you know keep it moving and keep it direct and keep it kind of honest and upfront kind of style where you don't it doesn't pull a lot of punches it's not about it's not a great looking movie I don't want to say it's a bad looking movie but it's not about this visual scape that it's so impressive it's not that there's not a huge CGI budget. No, not <laughs> not at all. No, it's a very, it, you know, you got characters that, you know, you watch the movie and you see them in their places. You think, well, I know those people in a way, right? And would you say that, because this this film is very definitively in, in a lot of ways about Vancouver. There's, there's certainly because a rarity in films filmed in Vancouver, it's actually set here. And I was wondering about your perspective on that because you, like myself, are a Southwestern Ontarian. That is correct. And you've been living in Vancouver for 20 years, about? More than that. More than that? How far off was I? Uh, let's say 10 years. Let's say, okay, okay, so so little little bit off. Do you think that you have a sort of outsider perspective on Vancouver? Do you think you approach these symbols in that way? No, I think this, I live here and I start a family here. I did everything here, found a wife here. Everything happened here. You know, I listen, I fell in love with Vancouver. And I think it's important, like in our industry, that it is Vancouver, and it's not, you don't uh, say it's Seattle, shoot it here, and then... I remember in Highlander, the city is called Seacouver. <laughs> Sorry, we got to stop that interview for a little bit. We need to do a quick ad and PSA break, and then we'll go right back into the interview. So just, if you don't mind just waiting for a little bit, we'll get right back into it. Okay, here's some ads and PSAs. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca. second Wednesday of the month from 6 to 9 is Women in Career Night at the Bike Kitchen. Bring your bike and give it some love in this safe and positive space for anyone who identifies as female or queer. Come learn how to fix your own bike with the help of a female or queer identified mechanic and volunteers. Plus, there's free pizza. Visit bikecoop.ca for more information. Like 
just like the sort of the compromise will go that far. <laughs> yeah, so I wanted it to, you know, fall into the rhythms of people that live here in Vancouver. Very much a Vancouver feel to it or vibe to it. Or we shot at um, uh, Grandview Tire also, which is that's uh, also on the Kingsway, and it like which, it's no, it's off commercial. It's like 12th and commercial, but it's not jig as the crow flies. Not that far from Kingsway. It seemed to fit the Kingsway vibe. Because 12th and commercial, like I'm trying to think of. Um, On commercial, yeah. just a little bit south of uh, 12th. Just a little bit south of 12th. Okay, okay, yep, I know where that yeah. is. It, there's, there's My, my geography is still a little. Cho- I've, I've been here for three years. My geography yeah. still needs a little adjustment. Right. Another Vancouver thing that I did notice, though, that I really found enjoyable was the soundtrack. Yeah, oh man, the soundtrack. Uh, it just, it's killer. It is just so freaking good. Colleen Renison, who's just, is in the movie and she just rips it up. Jeff Gladstone. The Zolas are on there, I think. Oh, yeah. No, and, and well, we have uh, some some local bands, yeah. all local stuff. We have some Destroyer. Adrian Teacher. Adrian Teacher. All these, a few of them for Discorder. All these wicked, wicked uh, artists. And also, um, in the movie, Colleen Renison is, just rips it up as well. She plays a singer. So. She's woman the woman the who is, has the affair. So she's the woman with the oomph. She is the woman with the oomph. And uh, if you know Colleen, she's got a lot of oomph. There's a, there's a lot of prominent sort of Vancouver actors in this as well, because there's also Gabrielle Rose. Gabrielle Rose. Playing rips the mother. It up. Yeah. Seen, seen her in, in quite a few uh, um, uh, v- films uh, that were filmed around here. Uh, Camille Sullivan, she rips it up in this movie too. She's just fantastic. She's uh, every, Anyone in Vancouver film knows Camille. She's been in Carl Lasai movies. She's been in... And TV on TV and in TV movies, you always know her, even if you don't know her. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm j- I'm just tr- thinking about like the sort of the role that it comes in because a lot of your films, like The Last Wedding, there's Excited, which I think I think was the one. I've, so I've seen Excited and the Dick No Show mm-hmm. recently, and you uh, have ver- very much character-driven yeah. movies. And I, when you said that this movie began with the characters. I just wanted to ask, how do you usually put a movie together? Well, normally it's, it's, I, I like to get a good idea. Always right? a good start. I like to get a good idea. And then after a while, I realized I, I wasn't getting any good ideas. So I thought, screw it. I'm going to go and make characters and try to find a good idea. And it seems like you did. <laughs> no, I got a, a good idea this time. So there's a first for everything. Well, we're looking forward to seeing it. Where can we see it, by the way? It's at VIF, and it's on the VIF uh, website, but we're Saturday night at the Rio on the 29th of September. Woohoo! We were involved in Save the Rio. We were very invested on that one. Yeah, the Rio is such an awesome theater, and just the thought of it going was is really quite sickening. It really is. Well, that's right. But listen, <laughs> uh, this is a fun. This is a funny movie. You're gonna have a good time. It's 88 minutes. It's it's gonna be some fun. It's it's very funny, and if you don't like it, it's short. <laughs> Booyah! It it was terrific to have you. Thank you very much. And over to the main event. That's us. We're the main event right here. Um, just a heads up before we do some really cool uh, reviews. I say cool because I'm going to be the one doing them. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just want to give a huge thing that we're doing a giveaway, actually. Um, so the queen of mariachi is coming. It's uh, Idea Cuevas. Uh, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. What? It's right. Juan Gabriel. Tribute to the late Juan Gabriel. And where's the name? 
It's like <laughs> I feel really bad. Uh, but it's going at the Chan Center on oh, September. Aida the Cuevas. Aida Cuevas. I would, I would say like that. I don't. I'm. I was thinking that too, but not I was my like first. Scared. Spanish is not my first language, by the way, guys. So <laughs> <laughs> true. You are uh, speak Portuguese, so touche. Um, but she is performing at the Chan Center uh, on September the twenty second at eight p.m. Uh, and so we're doing a giveaway for some of the tickets. So if anyone wants to call uh, right now on air, uh, we'll be waiting for you. Um, <laughs> but you can also hit us up on our Facebook page as well. Um, so if you're like, I don't want to talk on the air because I'm very scared and nervous, you do not have to. Uh, so you can just message us and we can um, kind of set up something. So the first kind of people that message us right now will be able to uh, get those tickets. So I'm honestly, I would want those tickets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I want those tickets. We're not allowed to do that. <laughs> Just can, kidding. <laughs> uh, can but someone no. get me those tickets? Um, oh, talking about the Facebook, we are relaunching our Instagram soon. Yeah, so that you're able to follow our amazing Instagram photos since we're so good at yeah. like we were so bad at doing our social media, but we're trying to get better this week. Although we're both media people. Yeah, I know we're both in the bachelor. We've been trying studies. to catch up. It's just that schoolwork, you know, and how the radio it is. Yeah. and like work, like it's work, like work. Everything. It's a lot. <laughs> As the great Rihanna said. Work, 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 work. So I was going to tell you guys our last kind of review that I was going to go about. Uh, the last review that we have, at least for me, is uh, if you guys remember, we did an interview um, with two Ooh, amazing people about yes. their about their uh, performance in the play uh, The Petri Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant. So I was able to go see it. It was super good. I was really surprised, like... Um, just honestly i was more surprised on where it was so i was like where was it it was like somewhere really far out oh I was, okay I, because it was well, like, like an actual the, theater yeah, yeah it was part of the fringe festival and so a lot of the fringe uh uh kind of events were done in granville island so i was like i was there in granville island just waiting because it was gonna it was gonna start at 5 50 so i was like okay i'll just wait here and then i would like i was like well, i wonder where it's at where the granville it is at and then i was like looking it up and it's like super far out oh. totally not in granville island and i was like oh my god i gotta go now i gotta go now <laughs> i like i like i like just closed my laptop and like ran um to like a bus it was a crazy thing so that was like a fun experience so that's not what i was expecting um but it was like really good uh there were some because i did watch the movie uh even though it was like a play and then it was a movie and, and then, then it was a play, play again. again um so i don't i haven't seen like the script of the original play but it, it, there are some differences in the movie and the play um, one of the kind of main differences uh, would be definitely be the ending. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, Why? Do people die? No, but it ended on a little bit more happier note. I, I said spoiler alert, but I'm not going to spoil anything because I'm like, <laughs> no. Uh, it ended on a more happier note than it did in the movie, which I I'm, was kind of, I kind of like the ending in the movie. Um, but the Because it was bad for the bad supposedly bad guy not bad like for the bad guy it was like more it was just like bittersweet okay. in a way 
Um, and it just added like an interesting kind of dynamic to some one of the relationships. Um, but in this one, it was a little bit more kind of like hopeful, mm. which I didn't mind as well. But I kind of like that kind of bittersweet ending. Uh, I have to give huge props to a lot of the actors. Uh, especially the actress. Uh, sorry, they were all actresses. Sorry, I said <laughs> actor, but it's like all actresses. Um, the actress who did uh, Petra von Kant. Um, she was on here. She was amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad at names. <laughs> I'm like kind of fine. Uh, but she was so good. So there's this part in the play where uh, Petra just kind of just goes like really angry and like really is just like a really intense scene. Um, I'm just watching so many intense <laughs> shows. Like, there's no For stopping someone it. that says that I don't want to watch any more intense shows, you watch I'm kind like, of, like, a lot of intense shows. People are like, do you just, like, do you just, like, to torture yourself with intense <laughs> shows? Or do you, like, Thank actually you. like the intense shows? And I'm like, I don't. I swear. I, like, like them, but I'm also, like, don't. <laughs> I can't cry anymore. My tears are all spent. Uh, but she does uh, this... It's just a, she does such a great job with just conveying the emotions. And it, honestly, I was getting scared myself. I was like, oh, my God. Because um, I was like, this is super intense. This lady's going to slap me. She's going to come off stage. Walk the way all she's the way up She's coming right me. at me, right into my face. And, like, I'm coming to, like, scare the shit out of you. And I'm like, no, please don't. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> please. Um... Yeah, uh, so that was super good. Uh, I think, crap, I'm so bad at names. But I think uh, it was uh, the actress was um, Nadia. Um, oh, God, I hope it, it was. It was Nadia Dimbrogowski. Um, Sorry, I'm really bad at names. But she was really good. Um, I really enjoyed... Um, um, kind of seeing her on uh on there um I just like oh she did such a great job I was just blown away yeah um I don't know if they're doing another show uh I'm going to kind of double check I think this might be might have been their last show I just wanted to give a shout out to them so if they are doing it again sometime you can definitely go see it because they were really good. I really enjoyed them. Also, they might come back in the Fringe show. Or at least definitely keep a lookout for yeah. um, Nadia because she, she's, she's brilliant. <laughs> she's great. Also, the if you haven't seen the movie, you should definitely see the movie. If it's you really like good. long shots. If you like long <laughs> shots and, and it's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. <laughs> So I think that also constitutes as okay. something to go see. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of all of my reviews that I have. I'm like done with reviews. <laughs> we had we were just I watched a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I, so it was a busy weekend. Um, on that note, um, VIF is coming up, yes. so keep an eye out for that. Um, we are hopefully doing several reviews for those. Um, and there is some very interesting um, movies. Some of them are experimental. Um, some of them are more traditional. There is really 
a movie for any kind of person at VIF. Yeah. So if you like horror, there's horror. If you like documentaries, there's documentaries. If you like experimental stuff, there you go. Like, there's literally a little bit of everything. Animation, shorts. Oh, the shorts this year, I heard they're going to be really good. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to see those and kind of review them. But we have done some early reviews on VIF, which was the We the Animals, and also uh, thank you for the Rio uh, Theater. I was able to go see the uh, uh, the Night of Short Walk on Girl, which are def- both of those are going to be, uh, I think, playing again for the Vancouver International Film Festival. Um, and you kind of heard, if you haven't heard my reviews, you should go back and listen to them. Uh, but they're going to be playing, so if you want to go check them out as well, you definitely should. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, on that, there are actually two movies I'm really interested in oh, watching. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. <laughs> um, okay, this is going to su- sound super biased, <laughs> like a super biased. It, it is a little bit, but like. The movies are actually sound amazing because they look okay, not because they're both Brazilian, but they are both Brazilian movies. No bias, no bias at all. <laughs> no bias at all. Um, but basically, one of them is super intense. Like from the 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 synopsis, you can tell that it's super intense because it's the basis of like this abusive relationship, and you follow this woman into like trying to sort of get out of it or deal with it somehow. And um, just, like, if I'm not mistaken, when I read it, it was something that kind of like the movie, most of the movie happened in one night. Oh, uh, wow. So it was it, not necessarily one night, but it was like something, like one event that happened one night kind of triggered everything else. I kind of like those yeah. stories, though. Um, And then the other one, it is, I'm not sure if it's a documentary or not right now, because, again, I will come back to you guys with names as soon as... I have my own, um, what do you call those? Like with all of the movies. Oh, the kind of like brochure? Yeah, with the brochure with all with the movies. movies. Cause like I didn't bring it today cause I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that we'd be talking about yeah, this. But, um, yeah, uh, this kind of came up. <laughs> but yeah, the other one, I'm not sure if it's uh, a, a documentary or like not a fiction movie, but it follows this um, indigenous, Brazilian indigenous um, girl, and oh. we get to like see a little bit of her life. So, yeah, I'm not oh, sure wow. exactly what the story is, um, but the fact that it's going to portray a group that is so usually not portrayed, yeah, um, I just find it super interesting. Yeah, and I hope it's like a good representation, you know, like, not like yeah, because there are um, a, a, li- like n- not necessarily bad, but um. A lot of the oh that sorry the there is a light that simply turned on in the studio and, and we it don't was know colors, it's, so it yeah. was like automatically <laughs> just had to like stare oh oh we're getting uh, a call right now actually so wait one Ooh. second I know kind of exciting. exciting um hello 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 can, hello? You, guys... can you hear Hello? Hi. 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 Is that... Can you see? Hello? Does that work? Hello? Hello? Oh, hi. Oh, yay. Yay? Hi. 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 So, you're on live at CITR at the Arts Report. Are you here for the... (laughs) Are you here for the, uh, the giveaway tickets? Yes. 
Okay, cool. So what's your name? Uh, Jody. Okay, awesome, Jody. Uh, so these tickets are going to be uh, for you. You're able, you're going to be able to kind of pick them up at the Trans Center on September the 22nd. Um, the tickets, uh, their tickets are going to be under your name. So you just need to tell them your name. You're going to be able to kind of see the mariachi show. So it'll be a really cool experience. <laughs> I know, really excited. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we'll do that. We'll be able to kind of send you an email on that real soon. So thanks. Congrats on the win. Yay, thank you. Yeah. Bye. You're amazing. Bye. (laughs) Bye. So I guess we just, that just wrapped up the. uh... Uh, Yeah, I think that was a pretty good wrap up. Yeah. So this is also our first time doing live. (laughs) <laughs> phone calls yeah phone calls. Yes. get those announcements ready yeah so thanks so much for everyone uh listening in to us um we just want to let you know that we'll be able we're going to be here next weekend talking to you about some cool stuff that we're going to do some reviews on hopefully some interviews as well not hopefully there definitely will be um some interviews so i hope you guys have a great uh rest of the kind of day and we'll see you guys tomorrow not tomorrow why did i say tomorrow we'll <laughs> next see week. you guys next week okay bye